everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time here, thank you for listening. On this podcast, we talk about video games and movies, as well as what we played or watched over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. Summer is here. It's hot, and I don't like it. It is hot. Gamers <laughs> don't do well in hot weather. No. Give me my air conditioning and my consoles and PC, and leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> and let's get into the news before the big E3 week, because that okay. starts by the time you hear this Thursday. Yep. Uh, you're already going to be, you know, have the IGN Summer Game Kickoff Fest, which we'll get to a bit more specifics in the moment. One of the best times of the year is here. Yep. It's it's Christmas for it's Christmas for gamers. And boy, do I have a surprise at the end of the show. <laughs> so, All right. News-wise, the first one I came up upon is the Scarlet Nexus developer denies claim that the game is going to be coming to Game Pass Day 1, which is yes. kind of a surprise, considering that, one, this game has been... It, the, its first showing was on the Xbox, um, like, game reveal type thing. I, I originally thought it was going to be an exclusive, but it turns out it is also coming to PlayStation. Right. But, you know, Scarlet Nexus, I guess they're, they're just out for money. You know, they... <laughs> uh, I guess Microsoft didn't want to, you know, there's not some sort of deal for them to make or anything when it comes to Scarlet Nexus specifically being on there. But, you know, they already have my money, so they can, they can do whatever they want. But uh, right. it was just a surprise in general. I thought we would get a get it on for Game Pass for free. I think he's full of crap. <laughs> you think so? I do. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, in my opinion, there's there's no way this doesn't come on game pass. I mean, maybe, maybe it is something that's like a month out down the road. It comes out on game pass possibly, yeah. but this just from day one seemed like it was on game pass. So I don't know. It just seems a little weird that they're saying that, but if it's not there day one, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a month or two down the road, especially if it doesn't sell well, um, which who knows, I guess we'll find out. I, it's hard to tell like the excitement yeah, level. It, you know, I mean, I think it looks good. I know you're excited for it, but I don't know about like general public if they're like super rushing out to get this game or not. No, yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. Uh, I hope people are excited for it, because if if this does well, I'm just hoping Xbox maybe goes into more of the anime games or allows anime games more because they don't ban it or anything. But right. when it comes to like the console for anime games, it's usually Xbox is not what you talk about. So True. if that's. If it brings more anime games to Xbox, it'll only be good for the gamers. Very true. They need to go back to their 360 days when you used to get all kinds of JRPGs and stuff on the 360. It was great. Yeah, exactly. So for my first news story, I wanted to go on a little bit of a soapbox here. So prepare yourselves out there. All right. Get, um, get comfy. Here we go. The uh, I know a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the all the fellows from Giant Bomb leaving. Yep. Um, for reasons that they said. They weren't super clear on, but, uh, you know, fatigue could be part of it. Just wanting to do something different. And now we have news that the three that left, uh, which was Vinny, Alex, and I'm blanking on the other guy's name right now. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, they all have started their own podcast slash streaming service on Patreon. And I took a look at it and it is pretty much identical to what they were doing at Giant Bomb. Uh, so. For one, I mean, this is just speculation on my part, but tends to make me believe that there was some issues maybe with Giant Bomb that they weren't super happy with to, you know, come out and do the exact same thing you were doing um, okay. when you said you were leaving, you know, just because you've been doing it for a while. And, you know, you so I, I remember them saying like they wanted to do something a little bit different. They wanted to take a break. And then a couple of weeks later, you're right back at streaming. They had like a, a a stream to celebrate. And I was like, man, this is just this is giant bomb again. Um, yeah. Not that that's a bad thing, but uh, I don't know. I as somebody who's listened to them for a while now, I I don't really do like the whole Patreon thing. So I'm not like rushing out to give them money. But uh, it was odd to me that they already started this. And, you know, it's obviously probably something they were talking about beforehand for them to come up with it or what like three weeks later something like that yeah um but i don't know i guess my soapbox here would be just to be as honest as you can maybe there is some you know nda stuff they can't talk about obviously with leaving a, a company like that but i just couldn't help but feel a little bit uh not misled but disappointed in the whole situation that they're just 
kind of like, you know, if you wanted to start your own thing, just say that. Just be like, hey, we're leaving because we want to do our own thing. That's fine. But I don't know. I just felt kind of let on that it was like, yeah, we're leaving because we want to break. And then here we are three weeks later doing the same thing. Yeah, this is brand new news to me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that they had come out with their own thing. And, you know, I guess I'll end up listening to that as well. But Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, like I'll admit I was in the same fashion of it just sounded like they were dead. Like uh, they were not going to do it. And I understand not wanting to do it and like let's say going on a hiatus for like one two months even three months and then coming back and saying hey we had a change of mind or you know we had enough of vacation we decided to do this instead right but three weeks after leaving i (laughs) have a feeling that the only reason they didn't say it was probably because one the contract probably they they signed to had you know an um a non uh like non-competitive agreement so they couldn't say it Right. Probably. And then probably also for money reasons where, you know, the uh, all of the bigger podcasts seem to now be going to Patreon in a lot of ways where Mm -hmm. you have, especially gaming wise, where you have, you know, the Fireside podcast, which or Fire Escape. Fire Escape. Yeah. Fire Escape. You got me into (laughs) and they're on Patreon. Min Max is on Patreon. It's just like, I guess I guess they're hoping for the community to come in. fuel their need for money or fuel their right. want for money. But right. if eventually you we're going to have so many podcasts in that space that, you know, you're going to you'll be getting money from Patreon and advertisers most likely for everything. Yeah. So, and hey, I mean, yeah, if I mean, if you like those guys like I, you know, I spent quite a few years listening to all these guys, um, you know, the name they went with Next Lander is what it's called. Um, if you guys at home want to look it up. Um, if you want to support them, by all means, go ahead. I'm not saying not to support them. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, interesting. The whole thing is interesting. I having listened to them for years now and then this just this past year alone, especially the Beast cast with Alex and Vinny, you could tell that they were over it, you know, like, yeah, they went from a podcast that was very, very much about games and it just got slowly, slowly. You could tell more and more that they were burnt out, which happens. And there's nothing wrong with being burnt out in games. And it was just a lot of like, you know, like, hey, what did you play this week? Uh, not a whole lot. So I w- honestly, I was super surprised that they jumped right back in already. But they do have to make money, right? They have to make a living. So maybe this was out of necessity. I don't know. But yeah, it is called Next Lander. I do want to throw that out there if people want to check that out. So it's on Patreon, I believe. I don't know if the podcast is up on like normal ones yet or not, but it probably will be. Yeah, well, let's take a look. Next on my list, it isn't so much video games, but it is uh, YouTuber Logan Paul wore a Pokemon <laughs> card, which was his PSA 10 rated Charizard after his boxing match. That's just, you know, we had Flav of Flav with the clock, and yep. now we have Logan Paul with a Charizard card. And if you're part of it or remember it at all, like Logan Paul and, you know, Pokemon cards in general have really skyrocketed within the past, you know, two years here where. You know, Pokemon is just feeding off of this money. It's probably, you know, it's just it's I can't imagine what their what their numbers are going to be when it comes to like Pokemon cards and how much money they made off of this stuff. So, you know, good for him. That was just like the weirdest thing that I've seen. You know, I've most people would like put that in a case and you'd never it's like you'd have it on display or never see it. He's wearing it on his neck. Yep. I mean, I guess that's just 2021, right? It's, yeah, it's just the yeah, climate the we're thing. in. That's the new way to flex is to put a, you know, a Charizard card on a chain and wear it out and about. Um, yeah. I mean, it's worth a ton, so I get it. Yeah. Uh, I had the smaller bit of news that we have the uh, God of War not coming out this year. No surprise there. I think we both called that before when we did our one through five ratings, uh, yep. just given a 2022 at some point. I'm perfectly okay with that. I don't expect it probably until like next fall anyway at the earliest. Yeah, it, it kind of stinks for everybody kind of hoping for another game to come out for exclusively for PS5. But the good news was that, that this game was going to be coming to PS4 mm-hmm. as well. So there's good news with that for PS4 players. It seems like while Sony at first was all about, oh, we're focusing on the next gen stuff, maybe since Xbox has kind of come out and said that they're going to continue to support their older systems like the Xbox one. It looks, it looks like Sony's gone ahead and went, okay, 
you know, we need to support those people as well. Considering you can barely get your hand on either consoles right now, even if you wanted yeah. that. So I think that's part of it too. them realizing that like, Hey, even maybe by next summer, next fall, probably still not everybody who wants a PS five is going to have one. So they're potentially losing out on money by not putting it on the PS4. Well, not potentially like they're going to be missing out on a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Next up for me is reviews are going are coming out for Ratchet and Clank, mm-hmm. uh, the PS5 or P, uh, PS5 Rift Apart. That's what it is. So far, it looks pretty good. Yeah. If uh, reviews in the Metacritic when I last checked was sitting at an 86 or an 88, that's pretty high for uh, for games. And a lot of people are saying that this is kind of the debut game for PlayStation. So I guess we'll see. I'm excited. I'm really excited for Ratchet and Clank and can't wait to get my hands on it on Friday. Yeah, um, the first review I read was the Kotaku review, and I showed you that this morning, and it wasn't too uh, keen on the game itself, so I was kind of like, oh, okay. But then I read a couple more this afternoon, and uh, yeah, it seems like it's more than okay. It seems like it's pretty good. So Yeah, it seems like it's hovering around 8 or like eight or 9, and yeah. that for games is high. You know, you're on the upper echelon right there. So mm-hmm. good for Insomniac Games, and I hate that I kind of got spoiled on something already, but... Um, once and I, I have a feeling you'll find it out before you get to play Ratchet and Clank too. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain gun in this game that like is super fun apparently, and okay. I know what it does even though I didn't want to know. But <laughs> that's just the way of the internet. I looked at two videos and I got an article explaining, oh, here's the thing that everybody's talking about, and it's like I hate you. <laughs> why? Why would you do this? Game's not even out yet, and we're being spoiled. Exactly. Insane. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Uh, all right. So next one. Um, no Horizon possibly this year question mark double question mark maybe exclamation point <laughs> four exclamation points um not i don't know how much of a story you want to make of it but you know they had the producer of horizon not fully committing to it actually coming out this year said they're shooting for it this year uh but another small part of the story that i thought was pretty interesting is after seeing that trailer the gameplay trailer they put out he did come out and say that them developing for the PS5 and the PS4 did not hurt them at all, which makes me even more curious to see what this looks like running on a PS4. If it's yeah, like what, chuggy. Yeah, what they were saying was the the difference between the two is apparently like a dynamic lighting system that mm-hmm. uh, only happens during cutscenes on PS4, where during PS5, the dynamic like lighting and the special camera rig apparently also uh, is used all the time during PS5 and like water effects and that kind of thing. But the interview he did with Game Informer, which I thought was really awesome, I didn't expect it, was saying how, you know, when they started developing the game, they were developing it on PS4 hardware. Mm-hmm. So I think that for a lot of reasons, any, I think for a lot of reasons that this game's going to probably run well on PS4. And I think a lot of people will be happy at the fact that they it seems like they took everything into consideration here when it came to okay here's the ps5 version here's the ps4 version i just want to know what the camera rig thing means because this is like a camera in a digital space right this isn't a real camera so i don't know what that means but i'm super intrigued yeah i i hope it comes out well one of the things that i really want to see from horizon is of course to when the game comes out you're gonna like we're gonna get a release date and I hope it's this year, but I also want to see like we usually have word on like a special edition of some sort or something by now. And we haven't heard anything because mm-hmm. for me, you know, I the more I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm really liking it. And if, you know, I got to pay two hundred dollars for some sort of statue of Aloy, I think that would go great next to my uh, <laughs> statue of uh, Ellie from Last of Us, too. So, yeah, I'm I'm just hoping I can get my hands on whatever special edition there is, because. You know, spoiler for games I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm having a lot of fun with. Yeah, that's also on my list. I've been playing a bunch more of that. Um, I don't know. This might be if they come out with like a cool looking PS5 for this. That could be a possibility, even though it'd be extremely hard to get. Like that might be something I'd be willing to try and get, because for as much as I didn't like Horizon the first four times I've tried to play it, (laughs) playing through it now, I'm having a much better time because I did bump it down to the story mode. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the story's great. I'm excited yeah. for the new one. And next story for me is to no surprise at anybody at all. Co-creator Yuki Naka of the Sonic and Ballet and Wonderland series has left Square Enix. No, uh, 
I don't know who would have seen this coming. This is a surprise <laughs> considering Ballet and Wonderland, I think, probably sold a total of like 5,000 copies, if I'm being honest, and that's yeah. in a worldwide release. Uh, I'm waiting for my Ballet and Wonderland to be worth at least hundreds of thousands of dollars because yep. no one has this game. Yep. Uh, it's it's a funny joke we have going on, but I kind of just wonder, like, I only hope the best for this co-developer. He did co-develop the Sonic series, so there he has talent. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where in the cycle of developing Ballet and Wonderworld did he go, yeah, this is this is it. This is going to sell. <laughs> this is um, peak gaming here. Yes, this is <laughs> gamers. Uh, gamers talk about over complexity too much. Let's make it so simple. It's bad. Yeah, um, but I'm, I mean, I. I would be shocked if 10, 15 years from now, your copy is not worth at least $100, if not yeah. more. Because, I mean, you don't even see it in, in stores, right? No. Nope. Like, did you I, even I, see it when it came out? Because I didn't. Nope. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I was like one of two people that pre-ordered it at my local GameStop. <laughs> so. The other one pre-ordered the other 4,999 copies to resell. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he's holding on to it. That's a smart man. He know yep. he knows better than me. Yep. He's just waiting for the opportune moment. Yep. Uh, we got a cast look kind of for the Borderlands movie. Um, all their characters, but they were like black silhouettes. So you didn't actually get to see them. Just going off of that alone, though, pretty accurate. Honestly, um, I still have like 2% hope that this movie will be good. Um, I don't trust i know eli roth the director is a gamer i know he plays a lot of games but he is a horror director so i'm interested to see what he can do but i have pretty much zero faith that this is going to be the video game movie that actually does well um i can't imagine a normal person is going to be interested in the slightest about a borderlands movie if they don't know what borderlands is because it's just so generic right like the game i enjoy the games but the premise is generic so i just don't see this doing well but i'm interested to see what they actually look like because just based off the silhouettes i was surprised on how close they're keeping it yeah it looks like the costume and character design is trying to be really faithful Mm -hmm. to everything despite the fact that these are video game like shell like cell cell shaded colorized people so right we we have to see how it goes. I really don't have high hopes for this movie, no. but um, but but that's that's just the way I feel like with video game movies. Like mm-hmm. the Uncharted one has a chance to do okay, but like that's one of the ones that I have the, like the, of the highest hopes for. Like the it could be okay. <laughs> I I've been holding the Uncharted movie so high as like the one that like this could be the one that and even though it's not a movie, the last of a show on HBO, I think is probably our best bet. The uncharted one has gone from top to me to near the bottom one based on this, the uh, picture they put up of them on set because it doesn't look anything like Nathan Drake's costume at all. And then also Tom Holland saying that he was trying to be faithful to Nathan Drake by playing a calm and reserved Nathan Drake. Those two words don't work with Nathan Drake. He's not calm and reserved. (laughs) So I really have zero hope for this movie at all. Um, I love Tom Holland to death, but I don't think this is the one. Yeah, I had a feeling like you kind of miss like with Sully in a way Mm -hmm. where and I don't know the actor's name, but the actor from the Netflix original, it was the show with Aston Kutcher. It was them on. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Cowboy Farm. It was mm-hmm. the older gentleman, like who had a great white mustache, and yep. Sully needs the white mustache. But he does. instead, we have Mark Wahlberg, who has no facial hair. Who has None. no facial hair? And don't get us wrong, <laughs> we like Mark Wahlberg. I mm-hmm. love his early movies. Shooter is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and the fact that it's not, it's like it just kind of feels like a missed cast. I guess, I guess we'll see. But yeah, like. As you said, like your hope isn't very high. My yeah. hope is that it could be good. I hope that's... so. Yeah, it just they put that set photo looks like, oh, yeah, that's just a picture of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. That's yeah. like literally all it looked like. So if if Uncharted, if the pretext of Uncharted wasn't there, you wouldn't know it's an Uncharted no, movie. Not at all. No. Yep. Next up for me, and this is kind of an odd one. Uh, someone bought an Among Us shaped chicken nugget <laughs> for ten thousand dollars. Craig and I are out here streaming. We're doing stuff and somebody gets an among us looking like chicken nugget. Yep. And sells it for $10,000. One that's kind of ridiculous. Like all 
all kind of props to the person who went, oh, this looks like an Among Us nugget. Maybe I can sell it. Right. The man's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Why Why $10,000? Why a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money for a nugget that's... People are dumb. <laughs> this is nobody's fault yeah. but the people who are bidding on this because why are you bidding on this yeah like if you guys could see my face on this video it's just like <laughs> it's just me shaking my head and like holding my head because like i just don't get it ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars for chicken nugget i don't know who won and i'm not going to take the time to look but i guarantee you whoever it is will have a youtube video up as soon as they get it and i'm gonna <laughs> hate it if he just paid that much money for him to eat the, the chicken nugget. <laughs> I doubt it. I It'll be something like putting it on a chain like the Charizard or something stupid. I don't Isn't know. it like going to is Wouldn't it like eventually biodegrade or explode? <laughs> Isn't that what stuff from McDonald's does after you let it sit out for a while? Cause... No, because the, the hamburgers are the ones that they left hamburgers out for years and they didn't decompose at all. Okay. So my guess is it's not even chicken anyway, so you could probably <laughs> hold on to it forever. <laughs> it probably won't mold or anything. No, it'll look just as fresh three years from now. <laughs> uh, I am out of news, so it's all, all you. All right. I only have a couple other things, and then I'm going to go down the schedule for E3, because when okay. you hear this, you'll definitely want to know everything. Uh, the only other thing I saw was the NFL team, the Baltimore Ravens, starting an esports Raven gaming league. Uh, that's awesome. Getting esports out there is more. It is definitely something as gamers we want to see more. And the fact that uh, the Ravens football team, one of probably the most popular football teams right now in the NFL, that's great for it's great for sports. If you kind of mix it in with a NFL team, people are going to automatically start rooting for it and cheering for it because yeah. it's in association with the Ravens and football fans are some of the <clears throat> sorry the the most dedicated fan base in all of sports in a lot of ways. So uh, I congratulate the Ravens on being some of the first to do this, and I really hope we get to see some other sports teams follow suit here. It doesn't have to be football; it can be any others, but to to be able to like have that uniformity where if, as long as it's like the same Jersey colors, I can wear uh, like my, my favorite team is the Miami dolphins. And if they create an, an esports league, I could at least wear my Miami dolphins Jersey and still support them in a way. Yeah. So I think, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I really hope that that goes over well and they continue to, you know, fund it and support it. Yeah. Hopefully the rest of the teams can follow suit here. All right, next up, I'm going to start going over the E3 lineup. So this is the conference schedule. I have everything in front of me, and I'm going to avoid stuff that we'd already know. So, for example, EA Battlefield reveal is tomorrow, yep. which will now be yesterday when you're hearing this. Right. So uh, you can definitely find our com. I'm going to definitely be commenting on everything on Twitter. So if you want to hear what I think about it or what Craig thinks about it, you can look at the Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You'll find it there. Yep. We then have the kickoff event, which is the Summer Game Fest, Thursday at June 10th. And these these times are all Eastern Standard, so please uh, adjust the time accordingly to your time zone. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard. We then kind of look at it. We then have the IGN Expo that is on Friday, June 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We then start to get into more of the developer stuff where Saturday, June 12th at 3 p.m. we have Ubisoft. Uh, Digital Devolver is supposed to go Saturday, June 12th at 4.30 p.m. Gearbox will then go Saturday, June 12th at 5 p.m. Games Beat will go Saturday, June 12th, 5.45 p.m. And Upload VR Showcase will go Saturday, June 12th, 6 p.m. Saturday is kind of is is a lighter day. You do have big uh, big hitters like Gearbox, Ubisoft, and Devolver Digital coming up, and VR is becoming a growing space. So I want to see what the Upload VR Showcase has to show. Yeah. We then on Sunday have Twenty Four Entertainment going Sunday, June thirteenth at twelve thirty p.m. Microsoft, Microsoft, and Bethesda, June thirteenth <laughs> at one p.m. Square Enix going Sunday, June thirteenth at three fifteen p.m. Warner Brothers Games, Back for Blood, Sunday, yes. June 13th, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
just the reason back for I, blood. Yes. <laughs> yep. The reason I made that dramatic is because I was under the impression that we may see more than back for blood, but that mm-hmm. might not be the case here for Warner Brothers games. So people who are excited for that, you need to have your um, expectations tempered severely. I would also it. say that they did come out and say that they're only doing back for blood. And, you know, immediately it comes to mind is Hogwarts Legacy and uh, the Suicide Squad game. Yeah. But you, you also can't rule out that this could be something that they show at Xbox's conference or Sony's conference as well. So you could yeah, still may- see it. Yeah, we definitely could still see some stuff. Mm-hmm. It's only like a 30 minute presentation because up right. next is the PC gaming show Sunday, June 13th at 530 p.m. And then the future Games show Sunday, June 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm going to kind of skip over a lot of the Monday stuff because there are a lot of uh not game makers but more or less uh game accessory developers like we have Verizon Intel is on Take 2 games which is Monday June 14th at 1:15 p.m. Mythical Games Monday June 14th at 2:10 p.m. Indie Showcase at 3 p.m. on June 14th Ven which I've never heard of uh Monday June 14th 4 p.m. Capcom at Monday June 14th 5:30 p.m. And then Razor at 6 p.m. on Monday, June 14th. And then, uh, kind of to end it, we're going to have Nintendo Tuesday, June 15th at 12 p.m. <laughs> that is like the worst time. Yep. And throughout the rest of the day, you will have Nintendo Treehouse. I can tell you right now, Tuesday, June 15th, as much as I want to live stream it, I probably will not be able to. Yeah. But for for the fans at let's see here i'm gonna say around 4 30 i'm going to stay away from social media i will not look at it i will (laughs) i will avoid all temptation to look at what's coming out from that show okay and hopefully uh i plan on live streaming that and then my reaction to it and then we will go right into bandai namco uh tuesday june 15th at 5 25 p.m I'm only excited for it because there's rumored to be a Demon Slayer game coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to know more about that. We then have Yorieka Studio, Tuesday, June 15th, 6.30 p.m. GameSpot Showcase, Tuesday, June 15th at 6.35 p.m. So the these, these shows don't kind of follow each other. They're going to be probably their own live streams at this point. So don't take that five-minute time frame to be Eureka Studio only going for five minutes. It'll probably be right. longer than that. Right. And then we have the E3 2021 award show that'll be Tuesday, June 15th at 7.45 p.m. And that can be on a multitude of sites, whether IGN does their own thing, GameSpot does their own thing, Kotaku would do their own thing. Yep. So you have you have a lot going on there, but that's kind of your full list for E3 as of the moment. You'll notice that Sony is not a part of it. They do their own thing now, which they have not announced yet. So we will have to kind of wait and see what that ends up being. Regardless, we'll have a lot to talk about next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot. Yeah. And the day we record Tuesday is when <laughs> Nintendo stuff comes out. So mm-hmm. we'll, I, I will I will make sure we've got a detailed list of everything for you guys. So yep. look forward to that. And before we get into kind of the segment I've done for the today's show, uh, games we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, no new games have come out, but next week be prepared because I it. Yeah, next week is a huge show, if I'm being honest, because mm-hmm. we have Ratchet and Clank, Final Fantasy, all the three news. We then have um, I I don't know if I'm going to get it, but Guilty. Uh, what is it that? Oh, boy, I'm going to talk uh talk the game about talk about the games you're going to play while i look this <laughs> guilty up gear quick. is that what you're talking about yes guilty gear strive okay. that's okay. It. that yeah, yeah, yeah that uh that also comes out on friday and the reviews for that game are very very good so far and it's one of the best fighting games that a lot of people have been suggesting the guilty gear franchise has been very good the past couple iterations so if if i can do it i will try to review all three games in, <laughs> in, and in watch e3 and watch E3. I will have no sleep. Yeah, guys- that's true. Man, busy, busy week. More so for you because you're the one with the PS5 and I'm not. I have to do it for the fans. I, I can't even play the Final Fantasy 7 DLC because they hate me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, all right. So games this week. Do you want to talk about Horizon since we both put a bunch of time into it? Yeah. Uh, 
for the for the most part with Horizon, you know, I'm still getting further. I'm just past the proving now, which I know is still early in the game. Mm-hmm. But knocking down the difficulty and putting on all the waypoints and everything like that has made the game so much easier. And I think it's just the game used to be stressful in in a good way because you know you you're supposed to have fun with finding the stuff, finding stuff for people. You're supposed to have fun hunting enemies. Right now, I'm just really enjoying kind of blowing through it all you know yeah. like for side missions it literally tells me where the stuff is so i'm grabbing it and running back like i'm not wasting time anymore and as long as i hit a critical hit on a lot of these got on a lot of the robot or enemies they're dead in one shot so yep. i'm i'm enjoying that aspect of things and like i said earlier the story is good it just it's a shame that for me as for me as a person i really should have just bumped down the difficulty when this game first came out and finished it right when I and finished it right when it came out looking yeah. looking back at it but I agree that's you know that's something that I've come to learn I've said that a million times though like bumping down difficulty when I'm having a hard time with the game because I had I was fully invested when the game first came out and then I hit a wall which is actually right where I just got past um today when I was playing that like you kind of open up yeah, I mean, it's open world all the time, but you get to this other place and it's even more open and even more spaced out. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, there's too much. And like the enemies were too tough because I wasn't high enough level. And instead of bumping down the difficulty, I just gave up. Um, so having it bumped down now is so much better. I'm not struggling. I mean, some of the enemies, I can definitely tell I'm still under leveled, but it's not as bad as it was. Um, I'm using the fast travel where I wasn't before, which is saving me so much time. Um, there is, uh, a, you can buy unlimited fast travel. There's like a an upgrade you can buy from a vendor, which is like a lifesaver. Instead of having to craft these tents to fast travel, I can just have unlimited now. So I'm literally like, do this quest, go fast travel, pick it up, and then fast travel back and have this side quest done in like 10 minutes is super nice. And then I can get right back to the main story and still be leveled up enough to be able to blow through it. So the story is very, very good. I'm having a a much, much better time. I'm trying not to take more than a day or two off playing this game so that I don't give up and come back not come back again. So I'm hoping I can get through it the rest of this week. Hopefully, Um, I don't really have anything else coming out this week to worry about. So this is the perfect time to get it done. Yeah. One thing I will ask you is, and I'm finding this on my PS4 Pro as well. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the load times are fairly long? Like yeah. even like yeah. when you're fast traveling, you're mm-hmm. probably on your phone waiting for it to load. Yep. Every time okay. I hit okay. the fast travel, and I'm like, let me just check the Instagram real quick as <laughs> like, it sits there. <laughs> you know, people at Sony, I know you probably don't want to have to give Horizon Zero Dawn a PS5 upgrade, but I will say it would do a lot for it. Yeah. Uh, if the load times are long for me on my PS4 Pro, Craig on a regular PS4 probably is has to wait even longer. Oh, I'm and, sure. Yep. You know, I I want to keep playing this game and being in the flow of it. But if you're fast traveling and being bogged down by load times, you know, it kind of stinks. It does. So if if possible, yeah, please bring out a PS5 upgrade version because <laughs> this is this is like the perfect opportunity to go, okay, you want no load times? Bang, like yep. right then and there because this game suffers from long load times, if anything. Yep. If there's anything bad I have to say about it, it's that. So if, if you can give it a PS5 upgrade so the world loads in under like 10 seconds, I am literally all for it. Isn't it crazy how spoiled we are about that now? Because yeah. I don't I don't remember being as annoyed when I first played it. But now I'm like, this is taking forever. And in, in all actuality, it's probably like a minute, right, for me to load from fast travel, which is a lot. But in the grand scheme of things, it's really not. But I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Whereas me playing it, you know, three or four years ago, I'm like, oh, this is fine. This is normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that's 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 what we gamers are. When things get better, you know, yep. when gaming is continually evolving. We just end up wanting to keep the status quo and keep things better, which yeah. agreed. Is where, is where Do we you are play anything that. else? 
Um, I hate to say it, but I've been playing some <laughs> League of Legends again. I, I saw that off. and I was disappointed. Yeah, I fall on and off <laughs> with League of Legends. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's something fun. My friends play it occasionally and I'll play that. I've been playing Warzone, which I've been winning. But, you know, it, it's it's fun when you pop off it, Yeah. I it, had I live streamed the one game I won on like Sunday, I think like it, it would have went viral. <laughs> I, I popped off. I popped off for once in my life in Call of Duty and I was and I was like yelling when I won. So it's it's always a good feeling. Yeah, it's when when you pop off and you win a game, it's you're on top of the world. Like True. it's I can see I can see why people do drugs. If this if this is drugs, then I'm glad I have Warzone instead. Yeah, <laughs> Warzone is just like a whole nother level of like sweaty, like getting hyped up when you're winning a game. It's crazy. Yeah. And like side note, uh, shout out to and I don't even remember his name, but the guy that I played Apex with last night who not only revived me, but sacrificed his red shield for my white shield so that we could win the game. You, sir, are the true hero. And if for whatever reason you listen to this, yep. thank you. Thank yep. you from our podcast. Yes, you did sacrifice yourself for me and it was worth it for the win. Um, <laughs> I've played two other games this week. I finally played Job Simulator. I bought it for the Oculus. Never played it before, even though everybody says how much fun it is. Um, I'm having a good time with it. It's hilarious. Um, I've been playing so far. I've done just the office one, but I'm having such a fun time with like the humor is hilarious, just taking random things and throwing them at other people in the cubicles and them getting mad. Um, I was dying if, if any of you out there have played it before when they make you make a uh, PowerPoint presentation. And then as it's going through, the people crowded around are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, jobs. I mean, I thought it was great. So definitely worth the money well spent. But just be forewarned if you are buying it for the Oculus that they do require a six foot by six foot space for that game particularly. So you got to clear out your living room or whatever you got to do to play that game, but totally worth it. Yeah. I feel like for me, I'd end up just playing trash get ball all day. Like <laughs> yep. I wouldn't even get farther yep. in the game. I'd just be yelling LeBron. <laughs> I'd place a trash can somewhere and just go LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. <laughs> There's so much you can do in such a little space. I was constantly finding things. I'm like, Oh, I can do this. Right. You have one part like where a vending machine comes up and it's like, here, buy your lunch. And then it gives you a dollar. And I immediately took the dollar and put it in the copy machine and made more dollars. Um, just stupid <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and then the one that I'm sure everybody is super excited for. I did play some DC Superhero Girls Teen Power on the Switch. It's yes. a mouthful. Game of the year right here. Um, it's actually not that bad. Uh, I know a little bit about the show because of my daughter watching it and liking the show. Um, it runs surprisingly well on the Switch. It is a action RPG where you do get to play as all the characters. There is some kind of running around and talking to other characters, and then you go on these missions. I don't think it's anything that's going to like blow anybody's mind, but if you like the show, I think it's definitely worthy. Um, if you don't like the show, you may probably not find a whole lot here unless you're super into the DC universe and want to see all the female DC characters kind of reimagined in a cartoon style. So not bad, solid, like it's a solid rent. I won't give it a number, but we'll say Ooh. rent. All right. Yeah, it looked like an interesting game. I like the art style. It's mm -hmm. just that it looks it does look like a game for kids. And yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I just didn't feel the need to buy it or play it. Mm -hmm. So with that, my little segment I wanted to go into here was the kind of mid-year review that we're seeing for Xbox Series X and PS5 coming out about now. Technically, it's it's a little it's like the seventh month review in yeah. a way yeah and i kind of went over everything and while i'm going over it you kind of can draw conclusions for yourself but we'll talk about the xbox first because we both have the sure. xbox notable games that have come out for it zero are the medium <laughs> yeah the medium and the, the medium <laughs> Yeah, I I will say that Xbox has done a fantastic job with upgrading their older games. Forza mm -hmm. Horizon is like a completely new game yeah. on there because of the HDR of the frames per second boost. Like it's great. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Whips got a 4K 60 frames a second upgrade and it looks fantastic. Yep. And the unfortunate thing about it is that's kind of it, you know, at least when it comes to exclusive games. 
Xbox continues to make great strides in Game Pass with games like Outriders being mm-hmm. free out of launch and then continuing to have Knockout City, one of the most like a pretty popular battle royale game right now, out for free as well. So I I do not I'm happy with my Xbox purchase regardless and Xbox has also been one of the people that have come out and brought out support for their stuff. The fact that day 1 you had an external SSD hard drive has been a lifesaver for me. Yeah. Um my PlayStation 5 is full whether it's full of both PS5 games and PlayStation games. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but you know, I haven't had to download or uninstall games if I don't want to from from the system. Yeah, when I go in there, it goes, here are unused games you haven't played in a while. Would you like to uninstall them? And that makes more room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like in a way, Xbox, while not having more exclusive, was more prepared for when this generation came out. You had the Series Elite 2 controller that was already out. People could get their hands on it, and it was backwards compatible. You had a hard drive. And both, of course, consoles had headsets. That's not really a in favor of either one of them. But the Xbox is of it, it it is growing on me. I find myself playing the Xbox a decent amount because those are what it's like primarily what my friends play a lot mm-hmm. of the time. I've got a group that plays Xbox and a group that plays PlayStation. But you know, so far, what are your thoughts on the on the Xbox? I mean the Xbox out. took the like the PC approach on upgrading, right? It's more of a we're just upgrading existing hardware where I think PlayStation was more of a not an absolute clean break, but like a more defined break. Um, so, yeah, Xbox, in my mind, sacrificed having exclusives for being like, hey, this is just a better system that's going to run your games better, smoother. They're going to look nicer. Um, I don't have any problems with mine at all. I don't regret buying it. Um, I don't really regret not having a PS5 yet either because I don't feel like either one has a insane backlog of exclusives yet. PlayStation is definitely farther ahead than uh, Xbox is. And again, this comes down to E3 next week. Like we've said this before, but Microsoft at this point, they need to start coming out with some because I still can't think of that many besides Halo that are like these are the ones you have to play on Xbox. Um if you already have an Xbox one, I don't think that like the series X is absolutely mandatory. Um, but you know, it is a better system for sure than the, even this, you know, the series, the series X is just, everything is smoother. Everything loads quicker and you just get spoiled going back to my PlayStation four. Um, and like the switch and just the load times in general are just atrocious. So yeah, I can't complain about that at all. I do wish there was more games to play on it, but there is enough cross-platform games that are out there that I'm more than content with mine. Yeah, I I feel the same way about the Xbox. Again, you know, if if you're getting the if you're getting an Xbox and you bring up a good point, you know, if you already have a One X, you may mm-hmm. you probably don't feel the need to get this yet. Right. And I think it kind of tells where Xbox is right now when. Like and just randomly, I'll go on, you know, retailer sites and I'll start looking at, okay, um, can I get this? Can I get the Xbox Series X or the S? And a lot of the times I can find the Series S. Not that that's the one that people want, but that is a next gen console. Whereas with the the PS5, you can't get either version no matter where you're looking sometimes. So, you know, it's. I think uh, we will eventually get what people want with Xbox. We're just not there yet. And I think it starts with Halo Infinite being out this uh, this holiday season. I think it. I think if you don't bring it out this holiday <laughs> season, you're like, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's going to be rough. Yeah. But we see what happens. Yep. We then have the PS5, which is more for what I can talk to here. Yep. And I'm I'm very happy with my with my buy you know we have games like returnal games like demon souls spider-man miles morales like if when you're with playstation you know you're going to get these really good single player uh games along with a pretty decent online experience now the the ps5 is a ton of fun and i love my ps5 too like i like both consoles this is definitely you know the the generation where i'm happy i bought both 
mm-hmm. but really the only thing that really the the problem I have is one the the PlayStation storage which I've you know harped on them for months about uh is still something that isn't is still something that's not up to par with today's standards at least for me considering yeah. that I buy a lot of games and I like to keep them installed in case I feel like playing them for whatever reason in the future um the controller the dual sense has made big strides in their controller like for me still the series uh, the series 2 elite is the top controller you can get right now yeah. and it works for both your your xbox and the computer as well so you if you have both you know you're playing with one of the best controllers you could get your hands on right off the start the dual sense is great and the triggers and stuff and i'm interested to see what more exclusive games have to offer when we get a little bit further but the but the ps5 like in the aspect of i feel like being ready for the next gen stuff just isn't it isn't where i wanted it to be i guess you know i i wanted the i was hoping from i was hoping for other games like i wanted gran turismo but we haven't gotten gran turismo yet it looks like we'll get Horizon. We don't know. We're not going to get God of War. And there are so many other games that Sony says they're working on, but we have no idea what they are yet either. We we do have a lot of back and forth where, you know, there are rumors where PlayStation's like Oddworld got rated for Xbox and the Medium got rated for PS5. And there's no real word on whether or not those games are coming. But if that is the case, I think it only helps both of them because my prediction is exclusivity was going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. If Xbox and PlayStation are already trying to share a little bit, like to help each other out, I think that's great. And I think it will end up being for the better in every single way possible yeah. for, for both consoles. So, you know, I know it's not like, there's no exclusive answer for me on which console's better and which one to get, because both of them have their merits. I think a lot of people would be happy with either console, but if you were to get a console right now, I would say PlayStation because it has more exclusives. And if you like those games, it's going to be for that. But if you're a multiplayer person and you really don't play like Spider-Man or Returnal or Demon Souls, you're really not going to be missing anything yeah. when it comes to the PlayStation. And Sony is still dangling the uh, update to use external hard drives like in front of everybody and they just haven't done it yet. And it's something that we've said a million times needs to happen, but they need to get it done because I don't know if you saw, but like the install file for the Final Fantasy seven is gigantic on the PS five. Yeah. And I have to find a way to fit it. <laughs> if, right. if I'm being honest, like I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take care of games. And like the one thing we will say is it it does allow you to play PS4 games from the PS5 via hard drive. Mm-hmm. The thing that doesn't work is the SSD. Which, of course, as we get further along here in the console cycle, more and more games are going to be taking advantage of that SSD. Yep. And I'm already pretty close to the point where I'm like, I should probably just buy an external hard drive and put PS4 game, my PS4 games on there. Not that they're large, but it could, it could possibly help. Yeah. But, you know, you're right. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, I haven't looked at the install size yet, and it's probably going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But... You know, it's it's going to be something I have to live with and I'm going to have to decide what games to delete the files of or not. I mean, just in general, Final Fantasy seven and Ratchet and Clank um, both come out this week. So I don't know what the size is on Ratchet and Clank, um, but I got to imagine that's going to be a significant portion of your hard drive. It's probably at least 60. Returnal was 50. Yeah. Gigs. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look it up real quick just to see. 85 gigs for Final Fantasy 7. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't include the DLC? No. Boy, <laughs> I got issues. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And you know Ratchet and Clank's probably going to be at least 50. Yep. So, so <laughs> that's insane. That's just that's just the life I guess we live now, but mm-hmm. yeah, Sony Sony needs to fix it. And I know lately the problem with both of them is I'm getting controller drift on both of my controllers. I hope this is a thing that's eventually solved, but as we continue to game, people are going to be rougher and rougher with their controllers. Mm -hmm. So hopefully these things uh, start to, you know, become less apparent each time you play each console. But from a person who has both, and I understand in the rare situation I'm in, 
uh, I enjoy both of them equally. Yeah. And both are good consoles. Absolutely. All right. We'll then go ahead and go into movies for this week, which for me, I watched Blade Runner 2049. Okay. The Bad Batch, the new episode. And I got into Dave, uh, the FX original that's a comedy. And I'll, I don't have much to say about it. So I'll just say it right now that show is really funny. <laughs> uh, Dave and the lead writer is the rapper Little Dicky. Mm-hmm. The comedy is pretty raunchy, and I like that sort of comedy. I like Eric Andre's comedy. Like, when you can catch me completely by surprise, I'm going to laugh. And some of the show's moments are just absolutely hilarious. So, <laughs> Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. I just have never watched it. It's just one that kind of flew by me on my radar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, D- Dave, Dave is funny, and I'm excited for the second season, which is actually supposed to come out later this, uh, later, I think, this month even. Yeah, I think so. Um, I was on... I guess a horror kick this week. I watched uh, the new Conjuring movie. I did watch Spiral, and then I also watched a Korean um, horror movie called Alive on Netflix. So okay, nothing but horror. Do you want to start, or do you want me to? You you can go. I only have the Bad Batch and Blade Runner okay. twenty forty nine. So I'll start with Spiral, um, which is a, another film in the Saw universe, uh, but I refuse to put it in there because in my opinion, this is not a saw movie whatsoever. Um, (laughs) My problems with it are if you were to take this movie and put it on its own and not try to connect it to a saw universe, I think it's actually pretty good. I didn't mind it as like a, it's a thriller. Um, There is no, there's no horror element to this. Uh, The only thing that ties it into saw is every once in a while, they'll have somebody get killed in a gruesome contraption, just like the saw movies did. Um, You know, this is Chris Rock loving the Saw universe and using his own money to make a Saw movie. And this is obviously the first of at least one more after this. Um, You have Chris Rock and you have Samuel Jackson, who plays Chris Rock's dad, um, who are both police officers. I thought the movie itself, the story is fine. I just don't understand why they felt the need to make this a Saw movie. So if you go into it expecting Saw, like all these gruesome contraptions that are killing people, you're going to be severely disappointed. If you're looking for just like a thriller, it's fine. It's definitely passable. Cool. Um, and then The Conjuring. Uh, as I said last week, I watched all The Conjurings um, to get ready for this because I love The Conjuring. I will say that out of, out of all of The Conjuring movies, this is probably my least favorite. But it's not that it's a bad movie. I just think this one was different. Um, it revolves around a person who is on trial for murdering a man and he was saying that he was possessed while he did it so this was the first case in the united states where somebody claimed innocence by demonic possession so this is just ed and lorraine warren trying to prove that this is true um it it deals heavily with like uh satanic cults and uh that kind of stuff so it's more away from the paranormal and more towards the satanic side of things which is different for a conjuring movie it has its moments but it definitely doesn't have its like as many scary moments as the other ones do. Uh, the first Conjuring had Annabelle, the doll. The second one had the nun, which I thought was fantastic. This one just has a lady who is obsessed with Satan, basically. Um, so it's definitely fine. I enjoyed my time with it, but out of all of them, it is definitely my least favorite. So it is on HBO Max. So if you have that, you can definitely watch it. If you don't, I don't think you need to rush out to the theaters to watch this. But I did see it did very well this weekend. So perfect. That. That's good for that's good for movie theaters. I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. If it's doing well. Uh, and then the last one is it's called Alive. Hashtag Alive. It is a Korean horror movie. It's about a kid who is in his apartment. His parents are out when he wakes up and then the zombie apocalypse happens and he's stuck inside his apartment. Um, I thought what I thought was hilarious is there's a big tie in to PUBG which is kind of funny, which makes really? sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it's probably the Korean angle and how popular it is over there or was. Um, but it's a lot of him just being stuck in this small apartment, um, venturing out to try to find food. He does find another person across the apartment complex later on that he talks to. But it's a very, very well done horror movie. It has its moments, not really jump scares, but like where he's running away from the zombies. But it mostly has to do with being stuck in a, a box for days and days and days. And just like the depression that sets in the hunger, the anger, the fear, all that. I just think it works very, very well. 
as far as horror movies go, like the Asian side of the movies are absolutely killing it right now, more so than we are here. So hats yeah. off to them for this. And Train to Busan was another fantastic horror movie. So if you're looking for good horror movies, you know, our uh, the Korean and Japanese side of the horror area are just insane right now. So definitely check those out if you don't mind reading, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I look f- I look forward to maybe trying to check out some of those if, yeah. as long as they're not too. It doesn't sound like that monster one is too scary alive. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> We then for me, I just have the Bad Batch, which is the newest episode. Uh, Again, it is another really good episode with a lot of action going on. And I just hope this continues because we uh, and I keep saying that every week, I feel like. But the Bad Batch, (laughs) um, kind of a slow start and uh, and kind of a couple slow episodes in the middle here. But it's ramping up and we have Loki that's coming out by the time you've already listened to this the first episode will be out and reviews are already out for the first two episodes and it's very good are they dropping two I don't know if they drop two for us okay but they're uh people I've people I follow that have seen the episode said that they've watched two okay so I'm hoping that it just ends up being two for everybody else but we'll see they did it with (laughs) WandaVision but I don't think they did it with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, did they? No, we just got one episode with yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm so excited to have Marvel to look forward to every week again. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I look <laughs> forward to it as well. Mm-hmm. And then Blade Runner 2049, an, an older 4K movie that I've never mm-hmm. watched. But I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, Blade Runner, I can see why people really like it. Um, I have a I have a good TV and a good sound bar and the Dolby Atmos was really good. The effects were really good. I didn't know Ana de Armas was in it. She's awesome in it. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Gosling really carries this movie a lot of the time. And I the the futuristic parts of it, you know, there were actors I didn't know in it as well. So there was like, you know, Dave Batista, I didn't know he was in it. There was Jared Leto, mm-hmm. which he's not in there for a lot, but he is in there for a little bit. Uh overall like Blade Runner 2049, I can see why people really like the movie and it's awesome. If you haven't checked it out, I would suggest it for sure. Are you going to watch the old one now? Uh, <laughs> I, I actually meant to ask you now that you now that you have told it to me is is Blade Runner 20 like whatever the original is. Is is this like a sequel to it? Like, would... yeah, because Harrison Ford is the main yeah. character in the old one and he is in the new one. So, okay. yep. All right. Yeah. So if that ends, if that whole interaction makes more sense, then maybe I should check that out. (laughs) Yeah, it would make more sense. Yes. (laughs) Okay. And what I'll do before I get into the uh, this this weird (laughs) segment I did at the end of the podcast, uh, we're going to end it off with it. So first off, we want to I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you liked it, please share it and also like on your social media and tell your friends about it. If you're interested in joining the community at all, we have a Twitter, a Facebook, a Twitch, and a website, highsensitivitygaming.com, which I hope to post a lot more of my thoughts with E3 on that. I'm going to make it a a mission to put something on the site. <laughs> I know we have it in a while, and that's my fault. But with that, uh, oh boy, here we go. I'm going <laughs> to, Craig, I want you to close your eyes oh, and no. just... And I just want you to just listen to what I have, what I have here. Okay. I want you to imagine a fire, a fire crackling. Okay. And just imagine it's the day before Christmas. All right. Thank you for joining this dramatic reading by Barry. (laughs) Twas the day before E3 and all through the house. One gamer was stirring and so was his mouse. The computer booted up by the desk with care in hopes that E3 would soon be there. The gamer was stuck, nestled in his chair, while visions of Halo Infinite danced in the air. With mom and dad not caring at all, while the gamer was thinking about rushing to the mall. When out of the computer arose a logo, only to find that Beyond Good and Evil 2 was a (laughs) no-go. Then what to his eye... (laughs) God, I was doing so well. Yep. Then out of the computer arose a logo. Oh, wait, now. Sorry, I'm reading things again. <laughs> then what to his wonder in front of his eyes would appear a Nintendo logo with a Switch Pro to be near. <laughs> Game- 
gamers called developers out by name. Go Sony, go Nintendo, go Microsoft, go Square, go Ubisoft, go eBay, go EA, go WB. Oh, how fair. <laughs> gamers began dreaming of Lady D in their stare, while others would let her step on them if they dare. When E3 <laughs> is over, the gamers look to the air to see our Lord Jeff Keighley next to the next game show where they will have to bear. i don't know why we i don't know why i did it uh to be honest (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i just thought it was hilarious and i just started making e3 into windows on top of that old poem i remember (laughs) oh boy was so was that was that that was cringy right no that was good that was good the beyond and good and evil one got me just because i wanted to be true so much yeah i've (laughs) I, I put way too much time into that. So, <laughs> it was well that, done. <laughs> thank you. So with that, I, I'm going to add fire effects to it. So uh, yes. pot, you know, audio listeners will go ahead and be able to listen to my dramatic reading. <laughs> and maybe I do a more clear dramatic reading and post it to the Twitter. But with that, I appreciate you guys listening if you still are. And we'll see no, you guys next left. time. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> they all fled. <laughs> Oh my gosh. See you next time. Later.